dear listener. I am Dean Ardenfell, and this is The Corporation, and we are back, baby. That felt weird to say baby. Sorry. Uh, we're back uh, from our hiatus, and this is the podcast where I interview employees of the many subsidiaries of my favorite multinational conglomerate, Hogswood Cooper Media. This episode, right out of the gates, it's a doozy. I talked to a gentleman who works for an incineration firm. Uh, we discussed microplastics, environmental racism, and also why he reenacts his daughter's birth in an otter exhibit every year. Um, my second guest is the founder of a mental health software company. Oh, this thing is literally a bleeding edge way to replace your therapist. Uh, I spoke to both these gentlemen in the studio. I think you're going to love it. But first, I want to read this great five-star review I got. If you'd like to have your review featured on a future episode, just go to Apple Podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Tell us what your favorite corporation is or your favorite legal loophole, whatever you like. Uh, this one comes from Slatwood, and it's called Patty and Trevor for the Win. And Slatwood says, this podcast was a winner right out of the gate and keeps getting better and better. Do yourself a favor and make this a part of your Tuesday routine. I'd also like to request a special episode featuring Skeeter Patty Mayonnaise and Dean's nephew Trevor. Thanks for your consideration. Well, thank you, Slatwood. I will have to look into what my nephew Trevor is even doing uh, these days. Most of my extended family does not keep in touch. Um, all right. Well, uh, last but not least, I want to remind you all that December 7th, there's going to be a live recording of the corporation at Vermont Comedy Club. And I invite you all to be there. It is free. It's a Wednesday night. Uh, and I'd really love to have you there. Uh, we're going to have some great guests and some fun uh, music and bits going on. So uh, I hope you'll uh, come out and check that out. Uh, without further ado, here it is. I hope you enjoy this first episode back of The Corporation. My first guest is the PR director at Thurmburn Limited, the largest private incinerator of mixed plastic, paper, and glass waste in the country. In that role, he manages worldwide communications around the safe and effective destruction of over 10 tons of unwanted refuse every year. When he isn't schooling journalists on the future of environmental waste disposal, he enjoys collecting Nerf swords. Please welcome Oliver Sprunk. Hello. Well, thank you very much, Dean, for having me today on your oh, program. What a great day to have you here. Um, now, your firm has gotten very successful over the last couple of years. Very successful. Over a thousand percent growth, Dean. Wow. If you can believe it. I, I, I almost can't, but uh, it really does seem like, you know, a lot of people are very excited about this growth. Of course, it's merit-based. Of course, it's because you uh, mm. deserve it and you work very hard. Right? Absolutely. You know, it, it's funny you say that I would be nothing without my team at Thurmburn LTD. Mm. There's so many exciting new innovations that our company is doing that I think your listeners will be very excited to hear about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, I know, um, you know, of course, uh, any company that burns uh, recyclable plastic uh, is going to come under some fire, right? Um, mm. But sometimes that's just what you've got to do. Absolutely. You know, and speaking of our, I'm glad you mentioned our plastics pro, uh, problem, Dean. You know, mm. the, the innovation at uh, Thermburn, it, we've really been utilizing plastics in a very different way. Now, Dean, you have you heard of the famous uh, Trash Island, Dean? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's just like the... Um, just. Uh, it's a floating refuse uh, barge, I, I like to call it, yeah. in the middle of the Pacific where there's just a, a large amount of plastics being gathered, fishing yeah. nets, a lot of any refuse you throw in the whole ocean, that's where it means. Basically. A whole new continent. And yeah. what does a continent need, Dean? Um, Pop quiz. What does a continent What need? does a continent, a little riddle for you. Tectonic plates. Te uh, no, they're uh, getting warmer. <laughs> uh, um, 
people? Uh, uh, you're f- way off, Dean. Oh, way off there. Uh, Go back to the pl- tectonic e- plates. Ecosystem, tectonic plates. I'll, I'm going to stop you right there, Dean. Uh, what we're doing is I we're d- making plastic dirt out of the plastics that we burn wow. and spreading it across the, the plastic island that is Garbage Island. Wow. So you're covering up the plastic with more plastic that looks like dirt. Well, you know, it, it, is, it is dirt, Dean. You know, in, its, in its own way, uh, the idea of plastics being so integrated into this barge, yeah. uh, you know, at Thurnburn LTD, we're, we're leaning into that, sure, right? We're trying sure. to think, well, if this plastic island is just sitting in the middle of the ocean, what's it missing? What can really build the plastic ecosystem of the future, Dean? Wow, the plastic ecosystem of the future. Yeah, it does feel like a, if you can't beat them, join them kind of situation with microplastics these days. We've got to lean in. The, yeah. the microplastics are everywhere in our food, in our water. We're going to become part plastic, Dean. Right. Mark my words. We might as well get used to it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, to, and we're going to try to utilize as much of the plastic as we can to integrate it into our Love environmental it. future. Just like every part of the buffalo, right? They, uh, the buffalo. <laughs> well, well you know, famously the Native uh, Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm aware of the famous Native practice of <laughs> utilizing every part of the buffalo, Dean, please. But, so you know, I would say so buffaloes and plastics are not exactly the same thing. You understand oh, no, that. no, no, no. You know, course. you can't burn a whole buffalo. You have to butcher it, kill it, bleed it out. Not in that order. And then you, 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 you utilize all parts of it in yeah. multiple ways. For plastics, all we really do is throw it in the incinerator. Right, right. Yeah, and you throw it in the incinerator, and you have this patented thing that uh, captures a certain percentage of what comes out of the incinerator and neutralizes mm, it. Yes, our therm, our thermal, uh, our thermal facilities. Yeah. Yes, our thermal. Um, uh, yeah. Thermal. And I, I get, I gather, you know, you get some cr- criticism for uh, essentially greenwashing. If you're putting plastic dirt on garbage islands and you're neutralizing only twenty percent of the uh, smoke that comes out of your incinerators, mm-hmm. people are going to naturally say that's not enough. What are you doing? You're polluting the environment further. You should be recycling the stuff. What's going on? Well, I mean, I would love to focus on that term you use, Dean, greenwashing. Sure. Now, you know, if I break down that term, we're talking about green, yeah. the environment, and then we're also talking about <laughs> washing, yeah. cleansing, getting rid of the dirt and the unwanted pieces of what we're washing, which is, of course, right. green. G- green. Green, exactly, Dean. Wow. You're getting it. Okay. You're absolutely getting it. Because I was thinking that the word washing in that context had more to do with like uh, washing with the truth. <laughs> Well, but the, I, I do feel like the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the program itself, it, it does feel a little uh, confusing. I, I, do, I do agree with you there. Yeah. That's why I, it's my job to really use my public relations experience to get the word out there. We are mm. not polluting the air in any form. We are not doing the devil's work uh, sure, to sure. pollute and, and contaminate the planet and all of the beautiful creatures that God has created uh, to, to, to roam this beautiful land. So, so I, I would expect, it seems like you're sort of recontextualizing uh, what was formerly thought of as pollute, p- mm-hmm. pollutants, like pla- plastics, microplastics, smoke, mm-hmm. things like that, and yes. saying, if, if we're going to live in a future with this stuff anyway, we might as well lean into and accept that that is a natural part of our new ecosystem. Is that what yes, you're saying? Yes, absolutely. And you know, I, I, it's so appropriate, I think, that you mentioned the Native American buffalo comparison. Oh, Remember thought, when you mentioned that? I thought you that, didn't Dean? like that. No, I did. I'm on board now. <laughs> and I do feel like the um, uh, the idea of actually reintegrating these wasteful products in new and interesting ways, mm. utilizing the smoke, placing it in dab pens, maybe making sacks of air that are filtered with the smoke and refuse. These are the types of innovations that Thermburn LTD is committed wow. to doing and thriving in for the future, for wow. our children, for your children's children. So our children's children might be able to open up a sack full of uh, sort of... Uh, a therm burn LTD air. air sack filtered air. Yes, wow. absolutely. And they'll be able to go out and go to Christmas, say, what is this? Is this Santa's sack? No, it's a sack from Thurnburn LTD with no toys.
but, but full clean of air. Relatively clean air. Relatively, yeah, that's, yeah. A good, that's a good point. It's relatively clean air. That needs to be very clear. Yeah. Thank you. Thank I you. mean, when I think of the future of life on planet Earth, mm -hmm. the image of a person putting a bag like or a sack over their mouth and breathing into it Seems to be sort of, uh, that seems to be Well, it, it, it does look silly, but you know, you're not including the Thurnburn LTD nozzle and gas mask that ah, you can absolutely right. attach to your face. So it doesn't even look that stupid when you're walking down oh, the I street. I wasn't saying it was stupid. Oh, well, I, I, well you I, kind of implied I was it, saying Dean. for these troubled times, like breathing into a, it's a, you know, you breathe into a paper bag to stop yeah. hyperventilating. It has sort of a calming imagery to me. Well, and, and, uh, well, and I, I believe that it also has an imagery of breathing, Dean. I think a plastic bag and a, and a paper bag are no different than two materials that are just uh, totally sure. uh, opposed from each other. So, I mean, I, I feel like I need to get to the elephant in the room here, which is that most people have said because the reason that your company has uh, grown so fast um, and so much is that China has famously stopped taking mm. uh, the United States recyclables. So we oh, have absolutely. nothing to do with them. And now we're changing legislation to uh, basically allow for companies like yours to take what should be recycled and then incinerate it. It, what do you mm -hmm. say to those kinds of naysayers? Well, it's funny, Dean. You mentioned that the the, uh, the new legislation around China has opened up many doors. Many companies might say this is a bad sign. Mm. This is a sign that uh, we are no longer able to accurately dispose of our recyclables and and uh, and, uh, and things that we and just refuse. I believe it's an opportunity mm. to go beyond even burning. You know, I, I got to tell you, any refuse that we had going to China is now actually being saved in our facilities, sure. and we are now using that refuse to try to blast satellites out of space. We're trying to shoot down what? any. Any satellite related to China's uh, space program, we at Thermburn LTD wow. are shooting them into the atmosphere, trying to graciously make the satellites from China fall like a dying star. Wow. Dean, that's exactly what we're committed to do. Again, innovation in new ways, utilizing I mean, our resources. Wow. If that's not karma, I don't know what is. You what know, is, they what stopped, is that? Well, they stopped taking our recyclable. It's a uh, sort of a, a goes around, comes around kind of situation, oh. you know? So they stopped taking our recyclables, and then we take them and fire them into space and shoot down their satellites. It sounds like, uh, you know, it sounds like poetic business and good justice, Dean. Poetic business and good justice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, maybe a tagline for you guys. I believe it should be. Um, and so when you say we're going to take all this stuff, put it in the air, and basically get used to it, um, of course, there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of pushback on things like the air particulates, the heavy, heavy metals, the toxic chemicals, uh, creating all sorts of, uh, you know, uh, horrible um, health problems, especially in, uh, you know, the neighborhoods where your facilities are, which tend to be neighborhoods with pe predominantly people. Yeah, yeah color, a lot of minor minority populations, yeah. yeah, underserved populations. So what do you yeah, say to people who are like, your company is literally killing poor and black people of color, et cetera. Oh, well, you know, I, oh, well, it's a pretty... This is not a gotcha thing. I just, I want to give you a chance no, to no, get, no, the, no, no, get no. the record straight. Yeah, ab absolutely. You know, I, I know that you're on my side. I know yeah. that you are a beautiful man. Wow. Aren't you? You're just a, you're just a wonderful That's person. That's never, you know, never been said. Well, no, I, 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 Dean, you know, I really appreciate a, a very strong, charismatic person like yourself. Wow. Who's a, who's a, who's, who's a free thinker. Okay. I see what's happening here. You are a professional public relations person oh. and you're blowing my skirt up a little bit. Oh. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> oh boy. But that's literally never been said about. Well, me. I'm. I, well, I, yeah, I don't. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, oh, now, uh, you're, now you're speechless. Oh, I, I am speechless. Oh my god. I think yeah. we're both sitting here a little flustered. Oh, oh boy. Well, I need, I need a sip of coffee right now. Okay. Okay. Great. Uh, oh, we, you were about to. I don't know if you were trying to change the subject on me or not. Oh, oh, so, oh no. So, oh, I'm sorry. No. Yeah. yeah environmental exactly, racism. Exactly. Environmental racism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I would say that uh, we're do, we're doing our best right now. We have a a ten step plan uh, centered on diversity, equity, and you guessed it, Dean, inclusion. Wow. We're going to be using all three of these traits to drive real change mm. into these neighborhoods that we're currently occupying wow. to ensure that in, in, in 50 years in the future, yeah. we'll be seeing a beautiful landscape uh, mm. that is in a much 
much healthier state than the one that we find ourselves in now. Yeah, I did see the the brochure around that, and it's a very nice, glossy brochure with a lot of minorities on it, and the year, years listed, like 2075, mm. 2100. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it looks like a beautiful, idyllic future on the on the. Absolutely. Brochure, which, by the way, I think is like has a bit of a plastic sheen to it itself. So. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's part. It's mostly glass. <laughs> Mostly uh, glass. A glass brochure. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a glass brochure uh, uh, that is it's 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 it, it's innovative because hmm. and did you see the minoritized populations on the cover, Dean? The minoritized populations. Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> I didn't know you could minoritize populations. Oh well, you know we're doing all sorts of things at Thurnburn <laughs> Ltd. But I, I got to tell you that uh, the, the glass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the glass brochures are just again another example of innovation and it's an yeah. example of us utilizing and hearing hearing the uh, the, the the feedback from our uh, populations by our facilities they were complaining about the amount of glass bottles on the sidewalk mm. and look where they are now in the hands of our consumers dude. right wow oh like that that'll that'll teach them that'll, that'll teach them to push back teach on them you. to have a good time <laughs> Sure, sure. Um, I, I, real quick before we get to our second guest, um, you have a, an interesting hobby. Nerf swords. Nerf swords. Yeah. I love, I love nerf swords. You nerfer, Dean? I wouldn't call myself a nerfer, no. You don't nerf. I, I nerf. I larp. I do it all in the park. Oh, wow. It's a fantastic time. Amazing. You gotta get. You gotta get. I gotta come. You gotta come by sometime uh, on a nice summer day. Uh, that's, so that's to... like you're reenacting. Uh... Oh, we're, uh, I'm reenacting. It's funny. I don't reenact much. You know, there are a lot of people who cosplay who, who try to uh, create storylines. I reenact one specific event in my life uh, with my nerf swords. And what specific event would that be? The day of my daughter's birth. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. And so, and you do that with other people? Uh, well, just two, uh, my wife and my daughter. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a, it was quite a. T I won't go too much into it, but uh -huh. we were on a trip to SeaWorld, and unfortunately, they didn't have uh, any access to the hospital. It was a it was a very full day, so the parking lot was just packed. No mm -hmm. ambulance was getting in there within the one hour gestation period. Uh, I believe it's gestation. I'm not a doctor. Uh, so we <laughs> then went uh, backstage. I found two large broadswords mm -hmm. that they were using uh, to do some tricks with Shamu. I, I, again, I didn't catch the. The, the the show I was mm. I was giving birth uh, not me giving birth but my wife was giving birth to my daughter sure. and at some point uh, there was a man who insisted on birthing her trying to make sure that he was the one who was able to cut the cord I was gallantly defending my wife as she pushed and pushed and pushed wow. in the otter exhibit. It was what? a very trying time, but luckily my daughter was born in a timely fashion. She's a beautiful, healthy 14-year-old girl wow. and she is just thriving, Dean. Just thriving. Wow. Wow. And so your your role in the the birth of your child was, was defense. Was defense, defense was a <laughs> literal sword fight. As your wife was giving birth to your daughter, absolutely, Dean. You know, wow. they say I'm I'm just a businessman, but I think I can do a little more than that. So, and and you not only I mean this is obviously a very uh, a very important event in the in the lives of us, particularly you and your wife and my um, daughter. But now that your daughter is 14 and she can kind of understand what's going on, you bring her and your wife to the park and reenact mm. this entire thing. With them, yeah, with them. Oh, you know, with them, uh, they don't usually come with me anymore. Uh, mm. It's been kind of a lonelier venture, so I, I just put up Craigslist ads, and I I found a great wow. community of actors and uh, hired people who will help me uh, just amazing. reenact this uh, this beautiful story. On a lot of levels, this is amazing. Um, but also, I had in my notes that you collect Nerf swords, and yes. having absolutely no idea that the real truth was so much more involved. I it's mean, I mean, it's just a little hobby, and you just have a, a, a like a I'm assuming a room full of Nerf swords, and you select the one you want for that day's reenactment. Well, I, 
I got two. They get destroyed every time, so I do collect multiples oh, of wow. them. But I usually okay. just carry two, just in case. Is that what happened in uh, the Otter exhibit? Uh, yes, they we did break the two swords, and we had to keep on getting more swords uh, to the point where SeaWorld was very upset at us. They sure. were they were prop swords. We ended up they ended up not being actual real swords. And what what was your wife saying to you while you were doing this? Help! <laughs> get help! Uh huh. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, folks, my second guest today knows that good mental health is in brain surgery. But before we get to that, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Fire. Disease. Pollution. I'm Oliver Sprunk. I want you to take a good hard look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, what do I need to do to make sure that my future is secured? My children's future secured? My children's children's future is secured? Our exciting line of air sacs, plastic dirts, and all-around good family values are on the market, and we're here to sell that to you. So don't wait. Remember, fire, pollution, uh, overpopulation. These are the challenges that we face today. Thermburn LTD, green washing power for you. And we're back. I'd like to remind you at this point, as I do every show, that I, Dean Ardenfell, am not and have never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Okay, we've been talking to Oliver Sprunk from Thermburn Limited, and now I'd like to bring in my second guest, who's in a whole different corner of the Hogswood Cooper world. He is the lead engineer of Mind Toast, the mental health chatbot that has allowed millions of people to receive therapy-like care from a helpful little toaster directly on their phone or tablet. Tommy, the artificially intelligent toaster, is capable of handling even your most serious mental health needs. In his spare time, my guest enjoys pickling unconventional vegetables. Please welcome Laszlo Jansport. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Hi. You know what? I got to say, I checked this thing out. What a fun little uh, app this is. Tommy the Toaster. So cute. Exactly when, uh, what you want to see when you're blue. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I originally had this idea, you know, what would people want to talk to? There's mm. been points in my life where I've talked to my refrigerator, mm. my coffee pot, sure. and nothing listened more than my toaster. And I thought, you know what? This is what the world needs to needs sure. to help them. I mean, when you're looking at your household appliances, the toaster often has some sort of like, you know, with the with the slider being like a little bit like a nose and the tray being like a mouth, like it's a little bit of anth anthropomorphized as, uh, as household objects go. Oh, absolutely. You know, a refrigerator, big, bulky, boxy, right, right. coffee pot. Nothing there. A toaster is welcoming. Yeah, friendly, it's it's, yeah. it's friendly. I'm so glad to hear you say that, that this, and I'm so glad that this was the genesis of Tommy the Toaster, um, because some PC woke liberals are saying that it's insensitive to have a mental health chat box that's associated with uh, an object that some people use to um, enact suicide against themselves with. I personally don't <laughs> listen to that nonsense. No, I mean that's, that's Tommy's not... job. Yeah, <laughs> Tommy's there to listen to him. Oh, do you think they actually use Tommy? To listen to those gripes? Oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you've kind of taken your hands off the artificial intelligence. I try not to get my hands too dirty in it. Yeah. I just, That's what I, you have to do with artificial intelligence, right? Oh, you have absolutely. to say, like, you, you feed it a bunch of information and then you let it you let her rip and, and what happens happens. That's the that's the grand experiment of artificial absolutely, intelligence. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's the greatest thing about Mind Toast is that, yeah. you know. I don't have to do much. What happens when, you know, you get a lot of people sort of saying like, you know, I hate to bring this up, but Tommy was not originally developed to do therapy um, and it was sort of retrofitted to do therapy. What was it originally developed for as an AI chatbot? Well, I'm a big music fan. Um, 
So originally, Tommy was to help people auto-tune their voice. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So you've, you've presumably thrown a whole bunch of auto-tune and music-related uh, information into the chatbot. I have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sure have. Yeah. Um, uh, look, what kinds of information do you program Tommy with when you're trying to make an auto-tune chatbot? I can't get too much into it because I'm in. Oh, uh, sure I'm in you a, can. I'm in plenty of time. I'm in a legal battle with T Pain, the artist uh, T Pain, oh, right no now, way. who who copyrighted Auto Tune, and mm. and T Pain is saying that I stole his idea, mm. and I'm like, no, I didn't, and it's it's a whole mess. I think I read about this, and uh, it was quite the shade that you threw at him when you basically said, okay. It won't be an auto-tune thing anymore, but you need help, and I'm going to make this... And that's when the light bulb went off yeah. in my head, and, so and Tommy, I... So Tommy really is for T-Pain to deal with his anger against you. Is that Absolutely, you yes, yeah. yes. That was my that was the, the resolution I had, because T-Pain, you know, fighter, never gives up, yeah. doesn't stop, yeah. wants that check, and I can't really afford to write him a check for the use of auto-tune right now. Right. But you're not really using AutoTune anymore. This uh, Tommy is taking on a life of its own. It's helping people. It's, I mean, obviously, there's a anytime you design it for one thing and then you retrofit it for another, it's you're going to have some problems. Like Perfect. I know that Tommy has um, recently been daring people to do harm to themselves, which is maybe oh, the, it's, it's it's a bug we're working on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Me and my me and my 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 staff, we're yeah. working day and night trying you know <laughs> trying hard not. You know, to figure out yeah. what is going on with Tommy. Tommy's a little, you now, know, dysfunctional at have times. You, have you at any point consulted a professional uh, psychotherapist or put any psychotherapy related information into Tommy? It hadn't crossed my mind, no. No, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I mean, he's so cute. That's the thing that I love about him. Exactly. Like, remember back, you know, uh, what was it, Windows that had that little paper clip? Sure, that yeah. Popped up? That was, you know, that my... That was sort of the very first chatbot, you know? Oh, uh, that was... that was Everybody loved that guy. One thing that popped in my mind when I thought of Tommy the Toaster. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's great. I, I love it. I, is there anything that you um, would like to see, like, a new, uh, like, the next generation? What would you like to see it do next? Ooh... You know, well, originally the roots are in auto tune. Now it's in therapy. Oh, so you're not limited to therapy. You're you could take it. Oh, the anyway. world is the is the oyster here. Yeah. Um, Tommy's really Tommy's, Tommy's yes. As long as he doesn't take over, you know, AI. <laughs> <laughs> what would you, what would that look like if Tommy were to quote unquote take over? Oh gosh, because a lot of people get really upset about that kind of thing. But I I, I don't I don't know that it's going to happen. Do you? Well, it has crossed my mind at times. Okay. And have you seen Terminator 2 Judgment Day? Because yeah. I, it might be a little like that. But, mm. you know, hopefully my team and I, we get things under control. We make sure that Tommy's not forcing people to do self-harm. Would you say that Tommy isn't under control at this point? You know, that's also, that's another question for another time. That's also a, I mean, that's <laughs> subjective. I mean, everybody has probably a different opinion about whether Tommy is under control and to what degree. Sure, absolutely. As of right now, Tommy's fine. Everything's safe. Yeah, yeah, and so um, maybe I'll I'll bring our first guest in here and uh, and see if he's got any uh, actual um, sort of in PR information. Because as a PR director, Oliver, I'm sure you deal with this sort of thing all the time. You've got people saying, "Oh, your mental health chatbot has absolutely no mental health information in it." Oh, your mental health chatbot is encouraging people to do harm to themselves. Obviously, Laszlo's looking into it, but in the meantime, how should he? talk to the public to, to assuage their fears. Well, uh, you know, it, it's it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, my my facilities have been actually been
been using uh, this mind this mind toast robot uh, to help with our workers' um, a sense of uh, self and well being. Really? You know, we've actually had a lot a mass string of people jumping to their deaths uh, oh, no. just from our, the tops of our facilities. They've been oh, jumping no. into the plastic ocean wow. and just been drowning in plastics. And we've been using the mind toast robot to try to help them uh, with their mental health problems. Well, that's great news. Well, not uh, well. Uh, you know, I I, I got to tell you the second part of my story. Uh, so it's been so I truly do believe that if you want to get around this thing you got to really market the robot where it's needed most uh, on its surface yeah of course people are dying by the hundreds of a day and it's, it's unfortunate but you know it's causing a lot of turnover there's a massive uh, work short worker shortage I, right I'm now I'm so sorry to have to interrupt you but I need you to clarify for me when you say hundreds of people are dying every day hundreds of people do you mean are dying they're jumping from your facility into the plastic ocean or they're dying because they're doing harm to themselves because t t Tommy Toaster said to okay well it's a, it's a bit of a breakdown it comes down to three groups. The first group is jumping off. The second group is dying from wounds in the hospital, and the second is being uh, influenced by Tommy himself. So I guess it's my point is that you both you both are influential at companies that are killing people needlessly. Thank you. Right. <laughs> we don't have to split hairs about it. So, what would you suggest? I w again, I would market it to the places where death and and and, and suicidal ideation are, are in, in desperate need. You know, I, I think that I, and now it might seem twisted. It might seem twisted. I mean, I get me wrong. As I said it, I, I hate. I, I don't love that I said it, uh, but I do feel that there's a lot of I <laughs> potential. Mean, somebody's got to say it. Someone's you know, there. There's an overpopulation. I'm taking notes. I'm, I'm listening. Oh, no, no, you're so gracious. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, overpopulation for sure. That's another great example. Yeah. We need to get the population down to at least 500 million if we have if we have any shot at surviving that is in the a, next few years. I mean, that is a huge. Uh, oh, what, are we, that, what are we at now? Seven like billion. Two billion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are we at now? Seven billion. Seven billion. <laughs> oh, good God! Yeah. We got we got a lot of work to do on this on, on, on this problem there, Dean. My that's, God, seven billion people on this that's planet. That's true. That's true. That is true. Um, I just did. I actually typed some of this stuff into Tommy right now, and he's given me a lot of good ideas on how to reduce the population by several billion. Well, th th well, th th this is innovative as hell. It's safe to assume that it's all self harm. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, innovation isn't just new ideas. It's sometimes using current ideas in new ways. Right, right, sure. And if you've got a, a genocidal chatbot here, then... Um, All the better. It seems weird to, to shift and segue here into pickled vegetables. But I, but I know that, Leslie, you have this hobby of uh, pickling unusual vegetables. I do. Uh, uh, when I was a kid, my grandmother and I, we would pickle parsnips mm. and eggplant. Wow. And we would take them to market and we would sell them... $15 a jar. It must be relaxing for you because I know some people have doxxed you and you've had a lot of people on your front lawn sort of shouting about all the horrible things that Tommy is doing. It must be just a zen sort of practice for you. Huh? It's, a, a, it's actually the opposite um, because not only do I have to <laughs> deal with all that, I have to deal with bugs and oh, wow. other rodents in the garden uh -huh. of the vegetables um, I'm trying to grow. So yeah. There are rodents in the garden? Yeah, uh, you know, there are chipmunks, there are there are squirrels, there are... Oh, don't say foxes. Foxes. Oh, <laughs> what, why was that particularly triggering, oh, triggering I, for you? You know, I hate foxes, Dean. Oh, okay. My first baby was stolen by a fox. Wow. And that's the show for this week, everybody. Oliver Sprunk was played by the hilarious Brian Park. Brian is an improviser who currently lives in Chicago. We miss him very much. Laszlo Jansport was played by Ryan Kenyon. 
He is a Vermont-based comedian who creates a lot of content with a transcendental comedy experience. Check them out at TCE Comedy on YouTube and everywhere else. I'm Nathan Hartswick playing Dean Ardenfell. You can follow this podcast at The Corporation Pod on Instagram and TikTok and visit the website at thecorporationpod.com. Please subscribe, review, tell your friends about the show. I really love making it and I'd love for more people to hear it. And if you're in the Burlington area, come check out a show at Vermont Comedy Club and say hi while you're there. See you next week. Thank you.